0: Under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. I am your host Dan Slater, and with me, as always, our co-host AJ. I don't play today. Hello, hello, I'm allowed back on the podcast. I uh, kept it under 100 today with a 96 and uh, taking out Jeff surprisingly after going down two holes immediately, but golf, well. Couldn't really putt. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff did not play well today. No, Jeff, uh, if Jeff was a worse golfer, he definitely would not have kept it under 100. But yeah. A win's a win, right? Back, I think I'm back in first place, which means I'll shoot 150 next week. How about you? You golfed pretty well. I played first pretty fight, well. no birdies. No birdies. Didn't really make a putt. Made a couple par putts. I think I had four one putts, but, yeah, didn't make anything. Had a lot of birdie looks. Crushed the card on my match. But uh, your match didn't show up, though. He didn't show up, so I played the card. But overall, I was was pleased with how I hit the ball. It would be nice to make a couple putts, though, because that can turn a pretty good round into a great round pretty quickly. The the greens, I mean, I was misreading greens left and right today. They weren't. You hit a lot of good putts, though, because you had a lot that were missing just on the high side. and just didn't take that last little bit of break. Only one three putts, so I'll take that. So I would say your problem today was probably off the tee. You did not hit a lot off of the the good tee shots. Been poor the last couple of weeks for me. It was kind of like a chunk toe pull a into of the pull, right of rough, or just pulls. a dead miss with a slice left. Yeah, I think, well, especially back nine, ton of poles. But in the back nine, there I can get away with those because there's not really OB. It's just other fairways. So we also out. can't seem to play shores without. 20 miles an hour of wind. Gale force winds. It right. was At least it was hot today. So mentally it wasn't as damaging, at least to me. And you no. got to debut the new balls, flush colored balls. Oh my God, they're awful. They're, just imagine like two things immediately pop into my head. One is you take a sleeve of golf balls and you throw them into a dirty lake with raw sewage. And you let them sit there for five years. Then you fish them out and play with them. Or just imagine that you're hitting someone's ball sack on the <laughs> golf course. That's what these golf balls look like. Hey, I, flush, don't flush colored balls, I don't know, flesh-colored golf balls. I don't know whose idea it was to make golf balls this color, but it's terrible. They'll be around for a long time. I got five dozen of them. I do not care for it. Anyway, all right. Well, the uh, the memorial at, uh, what is the actual name of the term? Mirfield Village. It's called the Memorial Tournament. Oh, the Memorial Tournament presented yeah. by Nationwide. So Jack's course in Ohio, right? Yeah. Just outside of Columbus? Yeah, his, his baby is Dublin. Dublin, Ohio. Actually. Dublin was basically built around this golf course. Okay. Quite honest, like The golf course came first, and all the huge houses and everything came to Dublin. So they had uh, a couple rain delays Thursday and Friday. A lot of the guys played close to almost 36 holes on. On Friday, and yeah. Thursday have, got Thursday had a bunch of rain delays. And the guys that finished on Thursday, a lot of them had to finish their round today. Correct this morning because they had, I mean, like the late groups yesterday were team up at six. Yeah. So they finished this morning, and then everyone should be. Any yeah, crazy weather, everyone should be finished up by about six or seven today. Yeah, they're kind of first third of the of the third round now. So before we get to the leaderboard, let's. Let's talk about the course for a minute. So they this is the course where they played back to back events played, at last year. And memorial they, and what was the other one? Workday. Work yeah, workday yeah. because the workday moved there. So for one of them, they like grew the, the first one. They like grew the rough way. No, off for and yeah, tighten the fairways. Then they shaved everything. It was the, drastically uh, different scores between both those tournaments last year. Insane. And now the course is completely different. Right. And it's also it usually plays hard and fast. Like usually, people are pretty happy with even par rounds at this course. But this year, with all the rain, I mean, they're just firing darts. If you put the ball in the fairway, they're just firing darts. Yeah, round at these shot seven under in round two. Right. So before we jump into this just packed leaderboard, in my opinion, it should be pretty entertaining. Um, let's talk about the redesign a little bit. I know you had a bunch of notes on it. Um, why don't you tell us tell us a little bit about what Jack Nicklaus did. Yeah, they uh, they went to work after it. Actually, basically during the round last year, they remember they were showing behind the last group. Yeah, they were were already tearing up the greens, tearing up the greens. So they redid and did work on every green. They moved some tee boxes, took away some hills, and the wild thing we were talking about earlier is it was done in fifty nine days, basically from sod up to sod down on the greens, fifty nine days. Yeah, I heard on the telecast yesterday. Jack Nicholas said that if they wanted to, they could have held the tournament like in October of last year, and they tore it up in July. Well, it's like Oakland Hills is being redone. It's been like a year and a half, almost two years, Mm -hmm. and they probably spent just as much money as they did at Muirfield. I think they spent like twelve million there. But it was—I mean, Jack has like what four hundred courses. They either right opened or designed or hand in. And his like key course, if he wants to redo it, it's going to get redone. Yeah. Well, he said he wanted to take, like, uh, there's a nice 60-minute video you can watch on, like, uh, golf.com. But he's like, I want to take, like, one more bite of the apple and give it a go. And this is, like, the most hands-on he's been since, like, he designed this course. Like, he was, every step of the way, he was there. And it basically came down to just all the greens being redone weren't necessarily to make them harder, but the more, more pin placements. Yeah. So, but- a lot of the greens were... Pigeonhole to certain pin placements because of the slope and some of the hazards. And now each hole has multiple locations that it can place the pin. Yeah, I didn't read all of the redesigns, but Jack was walking the, the broadcast through it on the back nine yesterday. And he was talking about how he's changed the angles of some of the greens. So they're just kind of tilted slightly yeah. to bring some more ball flights and some more hole locations yeah. into play, basically. And it wasn't. Then, like, uh, I mean, everything else, they only added, like, 37 yards total. But a lot of, like, the tees were – some tees were moved back 12, 15 yards, some moved up 20 yards, changing some of the landing zones of, you know, where they're coming with their tee shots, just to make it, you know, a little bit tougher for some of the pros, but a more, I guess, accessible golf course and experience for the members. Yeah, well, the one he was uh, – he said what he did is when he did the initial design – he, to confirm what he was thinking, he would go through like with a player, have them play the hole. And if that was how he pictured someone playing the hole, then, he, then it was good. Yeah. So there was one of the holes that had a big tree on the left-hand side, and he said it took a lot of hole locations away because you couldn't really cut the ball into that green. Mm-hmm. So he said he kind of changed the angle of that green to open up, like you said, more hole locations and different shots yeah. into that green. And then, like that par five, I think it's number number seven. Maybe it used to be just all rough all around the back of it, but they kind of flattened it out. Yeah, they cut. And, they took a lot of like it. the hills down. Now it's like a big collection area yeah. where basically, if you hit the fairway, everybody was going for the green too. Yeah, you know that hole's been, it's been a handful of eagles on that hole already this weekend. Shambo had one. I mean, I think like the two like biggest ones is hole four, went from the smallest green, and now it's the largest green. Like, it's, it's massive compared What's, to what it used to be. It's hole four? What's hole four? Is it the par three? I believe it is. They pulled up. I didn't know. It. And then hole uh, the four is the par three. Is that yeah. the one that's, like, 206 or something yep. like that? Or yesterday it was 206. And then uh, 15, which this would just be upsetting if I was a member of theirs. He brought more of, the, like, that creek, like, water in the play on the green. Mm-hmm. I'd be in that thing all the time. That's, like, one of the bigger changes is. Getting a better look at, at least a better look at the green, but it brought that hazard more into, I think they added a of oh. square footage to the, to the lake right there. I also don't know what the grass was before, but they said all the new greens are all bent grass. Yep, everything's bent grass now. now, now another, another week of uh, grass talk mm-hmm. on the pod. and now, now bent grass. and now bent grass. Okay. on there. All right. Well, we're, we're going to kind of give that a local spin a little bit later after we talk about the leaderboard a little bit. But, uh, so let's jump in. They're kind of looks John, like the John leaders Rahm's cruising. Is, so they're a third of the way through this third round. John Rahm. Oh, only one shot lead, though. Cantley is three under through six. He is at 11. Rahm is in the lead at 12. And they are three clear of Shoffley, who is in third. And then you got a whole host of guys at seven and six. You got Morikawa, Scheffler, Homa. You got, uh Patrick Reed at five. Another, uh, speaking of heaters and speaking of awesome sunglasses, Ricky Fowler, five under. Yep, even on the day. Even on the day, but he's only through through seven. Is uh, Pino still hanging around the top ten? Spieth's two under. He's at three under total. He's in the top 20. I mean, like I said, the packed leaderboard should be a really. Pino's going to have to backdoor a top ten tomorrow. He's plus three through eight. He's minus one in top 25. Yeşibo is also over par on the day. He's even in twelve back. I mean, a lot of guys in pain Round. Justin Thomas is blown up here the past couple holes. Plus three, tied t thirty nine. I mean, even if Rom plays the last twelve at even par, I mean, even the guys at minus six are gonna have a real hard time catching him. I think it's like the guys that seven are better. Yeah, yeah. Unless if I mean someone rattles off, I mean Cantley. Scantling Ron both had really good rounds. Scantling five hundred yesterday, round seven hundred. I mean, it's I guess it's doable with with like you said, the rain and yeah. The I'm green just holding. Just wondering if they don't get any more rain, if it's gonna dry out a little bit. The weather seems to be hot going forward. It was actually wild. Like I mean, Dublin, Ohio is not terribly far from us. What was it, four or five hours, and their weather was drastically different than ours. Yeah, on we Thursday. didn't get any of that rain the last couple of days. And they got hammered with it. Yeah. Mm. Awesome leaderboard, though. And this it's a fun course to watch. Like, it's more... It's not, like, traditional PGA Tour setup, how I picture courses normally. Like, there is a premium on hitting the fairway at this yes. course. It's not... It's definitely not a bomb-and-gouge kind of course. Like, to be, be able, able to... The roughs is ridiculous there, so. Right. And to be able to attack these pins, like, you have to be in the fairway. And that's generally the kind of courses I like to watch. Yeah, rewards accuracy over the, like I said, the bombing gouge, the DeChambeau style. It's a good mix, though. Definitely a lot of ball strikers. Cantlay, Shoffley, Morikawa. Well, it's weird, like, Shoffley being up there. I guess the the arm lock switch has worked out. He just switched to it on Monday, too, which is crazy. He was putting on Thursday. I'm like, what is he doing? And he goes to the arm lock, and, like, he was and still is top ten in strokes game putting. So, like, the B that good at putting and be like, oh, I'm just going to switch it up on a whim is wild. Yeah. Just like Phil on the uh, 17th hole True. of his PGA Championship. Well, he had like a val like he had a reason, like a, like an actual strategy to it because Shoffley's looking to take advantage of the, uh, what you call, him, what he calls cheating by having the arm lock. I mean, I don't like it. I, I hope they ban that and I hope they ban green reading books. Just want to go in blind. Yeah. I'd let them use feel and use actual skill. Like, to me, there's no reason why there should be a book that tells someone the percent of this break. Like, it wouldn't help me anyway, but, like, <laughs> some sure, of those guys. wouldn't sure help me either. Me. I want people to have to read the green. Green reading is a skill. Yeah. And it, for a lot of people, like, it, it takes that away. It takes, away. it takes away people's advantage and it helps people who have trouble reading green. But, Fair enough. Whatever. So it's who we like. I I always wait for the Rom kinda of blow up. Yeah, you're anti Rom. So I don't I do not see him running away with this. But the problem is is you got guys like Shoffley, who does the same thing. Doesn't win much. He's just always right there. Canley did win earlier this year at the well, earlier this year by late twenty twenty. He won the Zozo. Murakao has already got a win this year. I mean I would say if you're not taking or Cantley, you are looking at the someone who can make like a comeback from behind. He's a little far out, but he's been playing really well. End of yesterday and today, Patrick Reed has been playing well. He's at five under seven back at the moment, but he's still got another five holes left today. So if he can get the, if he can get the, if he can be within four or five going into tomorrow. It would, he it, has a chance. It would really be awesome to see Ricky get to like eight under. Yes. And then get him within like five, six of the lead and see if he can make a push tomorrow. I mean, he's as of now, he's still playing that qualifier, right, to try and get yeah, the which US is, Open. I, can, I didn't even realize that like when we had kind of talked about him being, me talking about him being back, that he's playing the 36 hole qualifier, which is which is insane. Like, he's probably going to be playing like, what, just not necessarily amateurs, but like, well, could you imagine some, some random guy who paid to get into a U.S. Open qualifier and like won a sectional. Like, oh, you're gonna play with Ricky Fowler today. <laughs> I mean, oh, that'd be great. both like uh, really cool. I think, but you would have to be it'd be annoying because you have to imagine he is going to win you that qualifier. You think qualifier? Think he would win a qualifier. And then, what I think there's eleven qualifiers. I don't know what year it was. It was in the last couple of years, but they had a U.S. Open qualifier where, where there was, like, 12 guys in you know, a playoff for, like, two spots. So they had all 12 guys teeing off together <laughs> on a whole. That's just insane. Yeah, because I think there's, like, I think they're taking up the qualifiers. I think they're taking 10 of the – there's eight qualifiers. I think the top 10 aggregate are going for the 36. So you have to imagine he gets in, especially with the way he's been playing yeah. as of late. We can, uh, we can get into the U.S. Open a little bit after our, our next segment here, but uh, yeah, let's let's see if Ricky Fowler can make a run. Max Holm has been playing well, too. This seems like his kind of course. It's the sunglasses, like you said, although they are prescription sunglasses. So Mr. Which Mr. I just, yeah, I just found out said. yesterday, yeah. Well, he said he was, always had trouble seeing far away from, like, outside of 160 yards. He said he wouldn't even see his ball land, which is interesting to like especially how a guy like him. He, but, yeah, how long was he doing that for? Right, and he said he was he didn't want to mess with LASIK because it's not that bad, but I feel like that's an easy fix for a, a guy with that kind of money. But yeah, I mean especially with all the commercials, he could you know probably get it for free. Do, do we do? Do we have any notables as far as the miscut goes? I didn't see anything crazy. Our man Doug Gim, Doug the friend, Gim, of, friend of the, the pod, pod, just is... had a rough couple days. 75-76. He missed the cut. Matt Kusher withdrew with a wrist injury. Ooh, another withdrawal, and he or he didn't—he doesn't even make the start. But Jason Day, back is uh, acting up again. Oh, he withdrew before the tournament even started. Yeah, yeah, so his his open is in question. Well, he said he wasn't going to play in a qualifier. Either either he said he was either going to make it on his play or he wasn't going to play because he had some kind of corporate event for net jets or something like that. Yeah. No. Woodland missed the cut. Cam Champ fired a nice 82 in the first round. Cam Champ, I feel like, is... I mean, he withdrew. Bubba withdrew. I think he's hurt. But Cam Champ, I I thought he would take, like, a step forward last year. And he's just... Just kind of hovering on that weird line where they have their card and he has a win. Yeah, but but he might end up on on the Corn ferry Tour again at a certain point. Which is crazy the way that guy hits the ball. Joaquin Neiman... Woodland, Fratelli. That's really about it. Adam Hadwin. Yeah, no, Cam, like you said, Cam Smith. Cam Smith, Sung J.M. Surprising. Those are guys you would expect to make the cut. Victor Hovland made the cut. Last place right now is the bearded Billy Horschel. That's pretty interesting. He's bearded now? Oh, yeah. He has a beard. Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into our next topic here. So with the memorial redesign by Jack... We were thinking if we had that kind of power and money and money and time mental fortitude and time. Time, yeah. What uh, what things would we change about some of our local courses uh, as as part of our redesign project? So let's just get it out of the way now. Yeah, we as soon as we brought this up, it it's the first thing we both thought of. Anytime we talk about courses that we hate, it always comes up first, mainly because of that whole but uh, Glacier Club, out in Washington Township. So the fir- for those that haven't played there, uh, the first hole, first hole is a long, just dead straight par five, and right in the landing zone of your tee shot, is just a huge tree, right in the middle of the fairway. And to me, it's it's not even just just the fact that there's a tree in the middle of the fairway. Like to me, there could be a this tree might be 110 years old. Maybe that's why they haven't cut it down so how old this tree is. Yeah, maybe it has like a historical, there's like like a historical has, preservation after yeah. something that they can't tear it down. But just the fact that it's a tree in the middle of the fairway doesn't bother me. It's the fact that there's no there's no strategy as to why it's there. Like there's no risk reward on this hole. It's not like if you go up the left side of this tree, you're closer to the green and it gives you a better angle. Both sides of the tree are exactly the same. Your only job is literally not to hit the tree. And if when, you go left, there's water. There, so if you it's go there, there's some rough, and if you go left of the rough, there's a big lake right there. And if you go right of the right rough, it's houses. So you still have to hit the fairway. You can play either shot, which I guess is good because they're not limiting you to one shot. But it just seems a str- it's a strange way to me to start the round of golf is just, hey, don't hit this tree in the middle of the fairway. And if, I mean, I feel like it's got to be a, people. If you're listening local, probably all feel the same way. Yeah. Everyone in my like buddies in another golf group hate that tree. A guy that I just started in another league with, he asked me to play Glowish public two weeks ago. And he's like, the first thing he mentioned about it is like, I'm going to cut that fucking tree down one day. Like the tree. Well, the, other, the other problem, too, is if you hit. You don't hit a very good tee shot. Granted, everyone everyone should be playing the appropriate tees anyway. But yeah. I've hit a bad enough tee shot on that hole before where I'm still behind the tree. Yes, and then it, it's almost like a double penalty. It's one you didn't hit the tree, and yet you still have to deal with it on the second shot. Yeah, you've, now you have another chance to hit the tree. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be the. So if we wanted to get that one out of the way. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to kick us off with? One you got yeah, yeah. okay stuff on a course that you despise but i think changes oh, to it okay, you're gonna say chilling. i am but changes to the front nine would make that course much more appealing i think the front nine is like 2400 yards okay. if they just lengthen that maybe by 400 yards total on the front nine you would get a very much more playable course okay. for people who are like you that like this course sucks but it's just so damn short. Like if you do that, I think you'd get a lot more golfers there. I think I'd rather they take that money that they would use to expand the course and just better and better the conditions, or yeah, to. or just bulldoze <laughs> the entire course uh, and turn it into a parking lot. Uh, in the same vein as Glacier Club, iconic eight there. It's that short par four that has also a tree. It's maybe like a two hundred and seventy yard par four. Okay. But there's a huge tree in like the left center of the fairway. Okay. But because it's not that long, you can go over it or you can go right. That would probably be a change I would I would make to that That's course. Th- at least that though, even though I trust me, I hate Chandler, but at least that there's a risk reward to it. Like if you're gonna try and drive the green, you have to play the right shot shape to go around the tree. Yeah, right or over you can it. hit a low a higher lofted club and yeah. just stay right or short of it. That to me is fine. The one that we already talked about on Glacier glacier. There's, there's no strategy to it. It's literally just don't hit the tree. Yeah, it's... Like if it, if it a, like, if it was like if it. hate to keep going back to this hole, but... <laughs> like, if it was a dog leg left, and you went left of the tree, and hit the fairway, and it gave you a shorter distance into a par 5, to me, that makes sense then. No, the tree's right in right. line. It's just right in the middle. Also, it's almost blocking the green. Back to that hole. Again, we're just stuck on this whole glacier club. I hate this stupid like fake it's not fake but like the, the left fairway of the green every time i, I i've played that oh, course it's so many times fairway, it's just yeah. double fairway but there's no other hole there right and on hole one it's just it's like a fairway to nothing i end up there probably every single time I, well. I think originally they probably put it there for the people that wanted to go left of the tree but the problem is is it's pointless because it's not like it creates a better angle no, it's you actually can't, a harder shot. you can't, shot you can't down. see the green. You can't see the green. You're right. below the green at that point. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on. We're not going to talk about Glacier anymore. Or Chandler. We'll go to right. we'll go to one of your choices. We'll just kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, so I play uh, my Thursday league over at Rackham. And to anyone that's played there, it's, it's in, like, the most central location possible. People on the east side, people on the west side. It's right in the middle. All come to play Rackham because it's right off the 696 service drive. Right by the Detroit Zoo. One of the coolest clubhouses. Old, old clubhouse. It's a uh, Donald Ross design. It was built in like the 20s, I think. Yeah, 20s, 30s. 30s yeah. really so, cool course. Anyone that's played there, people in our league that I've been in for about 10 years, we call it the Zoo Hole. The 15th hole at Rackham. And so it's it's literally along the zoo. So it's... All the way, basically, next to the clubhouse, you're going all the way to the back corner of the property. By like the giraffes? No, what is it by? There's an Africa exhibit back there. I don't, I don't know what it's by. You I can't see anything. Okay. There's, there's a the the little trolley
1: that yeah, goes around the outside drain. of the
0: zoo. That goes right by the fence. But anyway, you go. So if you walk out of the clubhouse, you go left to the first tee, or you go right to the 18th green. But if you keep Going right past the 18th green, there's a fence line, a little kind of mini driving range where they do lessons for kids. Mm -hmm. Just go all the way down that fence, and that's essentially where the zoo hole plays. So if you go all the way to that right corner of the property, that's where the back tees are on this hole. So you're teeing off literally in the corner of the property, coming up this hill over a bunker, and then it's kind of a perched-up fairway and then an even more perched-up green. Mm -hmm. That part is not my problem. My problem is they put the tee box in this corner, which is fine. And don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with courses forcing you to play a draw or a fade. I don't prefer it, but I'm fine if a it's course... one like one, one hole, if it's every hole right. if 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 co- issue. Right, if a course makes you play a draw, I'm fine with that. This hole, because of the tree growth on the left side, you have to play... If you don't want to aim up, literally up the tree line, you have to play right around a twenty to thirty yard draw just to hit it in the fairway, and you have to almost hit a hook to get it on the left side of the fairway. It's just really stupid. If they, I might like this hole. The you would long. love, yeah. you would love it. Uh, there's also a huge tree on the right, though. So if you go too far right, you'll that's, hit that tree right off the tee box. That's my biggest pet peeve of like tee boxes that have these trees. And you can't see the landing zone, so it makes it even more difficult because you're basically hitting over a bunker while trying to, whilst trying to hit this huge 30-yard draw. Um, they really just need to cut some of the branches down that kind of hang over that that kind of shoot where you're hitting that shot, and then I'd be fine with it. But um, anyone who's played Rackham will, uh, will know what I'm talking about there. What else you got? For me, I'm going to our home course where we just played. Cinco Shores, golf club, great course. Masonic and Little Mac, basically. Right on yeah. Masonic, just uh, just east of Little Mac. Yep. yep. Outside of somehow doing something that make the wind just not be there. because It's windier there than anywhere else. But if you play there, three three of the four Par 3s are basically the same. The same distance. Same distance. like I, at that point, the first, so whole four, the first Par 3. Five. Or whole five, yeah, whole yeah. five. I would make it shorter to where the the pond I'd bring the green up right next to the pond. And just have a shorter par 3 doesn't it's that's different like you're hitting We'd, the same club every single time. Yeah, so we've talked about this a couple of times and the problem I have with it is the tee boxes are big enough to where they could switch that up like you can go to the right side of one tee box or even yes. or they have Number five, they have, like, three different options for where those tees are. it's 184. Put the blacks all the way on the back of the right tee box. Yeah. Create a different angle. Put the pin all the way on the right. Put the tees left. Put the pin all the way on the left. Something like that. Just change yeah, it. Do something that, like, somehow, adjust the distances. But somehow, every single every single time we go there, five Six and five. seven are within, like, two yards of each other. Yeah. You just, I just keep that club out in my back. Right. But I think, I mean, I, not everyone loves them, but, like, a short... Par three is always a fun hole. Like if you got something like one twenty to one forty. I don't like when they're all short, but I none I don't, of them are. I don't, I don't mind one of them from from the back tees at short. Sure, it's not a super long course, but they're all once They're all play one seventy to one eighty. Yeah, is what they usually play. Yep. Bring bring that green in. Have the ponds really be an issue, you know, for you, which would still it yeah. kind of still piss me off. But right. it'd be a completely different hole. It would. Just kind of change and break up that front nine where you're like, Jesus, yeah. Like I'm going to play put, put the, the same t- hole in uh, two holes. Yeah. One, one day you could put the, the, the tees all the way up on that back tee box yeah. and then put the pin all the way up front. Yeah. Create like a 150 yard shot. Yeah. And then you'd go all the way back and then all the way back left yeah, and you have, have 190, 190 yards. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, it, it, maybe it's not so much that you have to redesign the hole. It's just like, come on guys. I, I wouldn't hate a new tee box for five or seven, or maybe even 12. I wouldn't hate a new tee box for any of those holes. 12, just to 12 it. is fine just because, like you said, it's it's kind of almost an uphill tee shot. So it doesn't it never plays the actual distance. You usually are getting different variances but, and clubs there. But think about if they had, like, an alternate tee that was a little bit closer to, like, the 13 tee box. Okay. Where, where you're going, there's so there's a creek on this hole that goes right in front of the tee box. And then there's a fair amount of fairway up to this par 3. And it's well well guarded by bunkers, uh, for those that don't know what hole we're talking about. But it would just create a different angle. Like, if you went far enough to the right, you're then going over that big right bunker Correct. to get to the yeah. pin. Which just creates some different angles and some different shots instead of three of the same shot. Yeah, it's exactly the same. And yeah. the only, I mean, even the last one, fourteen, the par 3, is only different because of the giant yeah, but, the, but that green. A lot of the times you're going over that bunker. Over that, and yeah, I love that back tee box. That the back tee box is nice, and that that green's great because it, it creates such a difficult yeah difficult shot with that huge bunker, and then you have it's it's very it's not very wide, right. it's a narrow green. It's not very deep, so right. it that's, we ta- that's we were, the best. One. We were actually talking about it today. So this green, this bunk, there's about a thirty yard wide bunker in front of this green. And the, bunk, and the green itself is another 20 yards wider than that, and they almost never put the pin over the, in bunker. the back right. It's, it's usually even with the bunker or to the left. It's never in that back right, which I'd love to see them put it back there. Well, like you said, I mean, it would be an absolute disaster for most people. with that. If yeah. you're, you have a ton of people in the bunker or they're in that giant tree. Right. So for like pace of play, like you mentioned, it's usually dead set in the middle or front left. Yeah. But zingler story has got to change one of those. Okay. So uh, the next one I had is for those who have not played Moose Ridge, another course we were talking about today. I didn't know technically what city it's in. I want to say it's like North. It's um, not Northville. Look it up. South Lion. South Lion. There we go. Anyway, great course. Tough course. Another one of those courses that you gotta hit. You have to be in play. Well, you have, to be it's in play. you have to be in play everywhere, but it's pretty tight because there's not a lot of rough. Like, if you miss the fairway, you're you got another 10 yards of rough, and then you're in the woods. But anyway, the 18th hole at Moose Ridge is a dogleg right par 5. So the standard way to play it is you're actually hitting, like, 3-wood, 5-wood, maybe even a hybrid or long iron kind of straight out of this chute. And then you go kind of a 45-degree angle to the right, up this tree line to the green. Technically, you could cut the corner, but the problem is, is there's this huge tree. And I, it, it sounds like I hate trees, but I, I mean, don't. The tree's not that big. The one you're talking about? It's a lot wider than that. You can't even, that's that's not even the tee box. The tee box is more yeah, tea boxes. to the right. That tree's a lot bigger than it looks in that picture. That's <laughs> got to be an old picture, but so the, basically, there's a bunker up the right side of the fairway, and it's guarded by this really tall tree. And the standard way to play it is you just hit the left of this tree up into the fairway, give your lo- you know a longer shot into the green. It's probably a three shot hole, but technically you can cut the corner and try and squeeze the gap between the tree and the actual woods and you can really cut that corner so there is a risk reward to it but to me it's unnecessary it's already guarded by the bunkers and if you miss right you're in the woods anyway so the five yard gap to try and create this shoot the gap baby this distance is is just unnecessary to i i think it's a great hole without the tree people listening right now are probably like these guys live in michigan and they hate every tree right. like basically this comes, comes up that down. we hate trees right. like Trees by the tee box, trees in the middle of the field. I like tree-lined courses. I just don't like when trees are there unnecessarily. Like, they specifically designed that hole for that tree to just stick out around that corner. And maybe it's just a little bigger than they originally intended at this point, but it, I, to me it's just an unnecessary risk-reward. Like, I had to look up that hole. So I played Moose Ridge once, but we got rained out <laughs> on 16, so I never got the finish. But, yeah, that would, again, kind of annoy me. But that tree, I mean... To me, the risk reward. The photo of that tree doesn't seem like... No, think, it seems like a tiny tree, but that tree is huge. That, was, that tree was, like it was just planted. It's probably... It's, I'm going to go back. It's going to be cut down or something. <laughs> but the risk is already there because if you miss right on that shot, you're in the trees. And maybe I don't know. Maybe they don't want people to go for the green and two, but there's strategically... No one's going to that tee and thinking, "All right, yeah, I'll just smash it through this five-yard window and gain the advantage." You just there's a huge, wide-open fairway to the left. Anyway, yeah, if, do you have another one? I do. So another course that I love that's close by is uh, Rattle Run. Mm-hmm. Especially they, they had new owners um, a couple Clark. years ago out in Saint Clair. Yeah. eighteen is the short dog leg oh yeah it's like a 90 degree dog it's leg. like a 90 degree dog like essentially just all trees it's again the, the trees not the issue on this one my issue is how the, the club you have to use off the tee unless you can hit a big like sweep around that but you have to hit like a you have to smoke like it, a 50 yard sweeping draw and you down. have to also avoid the pond to the right of the green there so you're forced to basically hit like a Hundred and seventy yard shot off the tee. Yeah, it turns into like six or seven. If you play it like middle of fairway, middle of green, yeah. and you're just playing it safe, you're literally going like six, seven iron, and then like seven, eight iron. Yeah, it's basically like two. It's like two par threes in one hole. Right. I would move the tee box back. At least give you different club options to use. Make make people be able to hit a wood. Yeah, if a wood. If they want to hit driver, then they make. They, 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 they have again. Yeah, you can. You don't have to hit like. The way you, I mean, for me, I wouldn't be able to, look, but the the drive. If you were to hit driver around, you have to make sure it's hooking at 130 yards. Right. It's the shot shape is just tough. Yeah. And that hole is and I, upsets I, me. I'd greatly. hate to say cut some trees down, but, but there are a ton of trees on the left there. If you took just a portion of those, like the first third out, it would just kind of open up that window to be able to shape that shot. And you don't even have to cut the tree down. I would just say trim it up a bit. They oh, give you a little it more, an opening. Yeah, give it more of an opening. This is a cool little hole. You got the creek on the right right there. You have the pond. It's it's just it's just kind of goofy. Like you can't imagine that the hole was designed that way. It's like they, they it's like not. they ran out of room and like well it we was have maybe gonna be a two hundred and ninety yards right. left and we forgot a hole. Or completely take that T box out and just move the T box down into that valley and just make it a part three. That you could do as well. Or shave the trees right of the creek and just make it a long par four going along the water as opposed yeah. to teeing off in well, the there's, corner. There's Because they have, like, that funky, like, 19th hole there as well. There's a lot of space to the right. So you could even, like you said, eliminate that green and make it a longer par four where the creek kind of cuts it in half. Yeah. They have to do a lot of tree clearing. But mm. I think that the simple answer there would be move that tee box back and at least give you more options off the tee. As opposed, to, like you said, six or seven iron, right, and then you hit a seven or eight iron. Yeah, all right. Well, in a similar, it's kind of like that same shot is available, like Fieldstone eighteen, is that short uh, part, short par four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the tree and the creek, but that one, there's like you, it gives you that landing zone. And it, that you, you so You much. have the short landing zone, you but you also the have the landing, challenge. Yeah, you, yeah. Channel, you like, right. give the risk reward, where like yeah, you just have to. Into the fairway any time right. right around. And it's not even that the shot is hard; it's just like there's no options. You don't have options. You yeah. have to hit. You have to almost hit a, short, a long iron, and then a mid iron into the green. Like yeah, there's no. There's nothing else you can do unless somehow you can hit a Bubba Watson. Hook. Yeah, esque hook, right? Which I mean, I guess I can, but it's not on purpose yeah. or controlled. Yeah, I, I agree with you though. So I have one more. People are really going to think we hate trees, but we're going to have to bring a tree guy in. My uncle's a tree guy. Maybe we'll bring him in to talk about how we don't hate trees. Um, The 18th hole at Greystone.
1: We also
0: hate 18th holes, I think. Also also out in Washington Township. I just think people tend to get... The courses sometimes get too gimmicky with their 18th hole. So the 18th hole at Greystone is... So they call it the best finish in Michigan golf. It's really cool. The last three finishing holes, you go a par 3... Way downhill, kind of to a, like a peninsula green, the quarry right. So there's three there's three holes that go around this lake to finish to finish off their course. The par three goes downhill right at the lake. Seventeen, you're teeing off along the lake, and then you actually cut the corner of the lake to an uphill green on seventeen, and then you're at the kind of the top of the hill on the backside of this lake. And you tee off along this back ridge with the lake on your right side. And then you go over this little tiny corner of the lake to a downhill, um, just big green, right right next to the water. It's, it's a cool hole. But it is one of the hardest tee shots to make, I think, in, in southeast Michigan. It, the fairway is impossibly tight. You can't miss right. Anything right of the fairway goes about 40 yards downhill into the lake or the trees. And anything left of the fairway, more than like 8, 10 yards, you're back onto. uh is it 32 mile or mound? One of those two it's rows. It's going to be mound. Yeah, you're back on the mound if you go more than like 10 yards left of that fairway. And it's my problem, again, is not that it's a difficult tee shot. It's that you don't have options. Like you either have to lay up with like a hybrid or a long iron to keep it on the widest part of the fairway to get it. So it goes downhill a little bit. There's again, huge ass tree on the left-hand side. Everything right is dead. And then it, when you get kind of even with the tree, it goes downhill a little bit and there's this whole second kind of landing zone that gives you like a 90, hundred yard shot down to this pin. And, the problem is that you have to hit essentially a perfect draw to get it down in, into this area. And it's really an, kind of an unnecessary risk because you have to hit it so perfect. And if you miss it all right, your ball's dead. So again, to me, this big tree on the left is just go. unnecessary because it's already a difficult t shot. At least if you take the tree down, you can hit it both ways. And anyone who's hitting a fade on this hole is Already at a disadvantage because the miss right is so penalized. Yeah, at least if you p- can play a fade, you can s- both pe- both shot shapers can get it down into that aggressive zone off the tee. It's but, another hole oh, I haven't played because when we played Brace on last year, we got rained out, so we only played nine and yeah. I never made it back out there to play. Of, of all of them, I, I don't have the, the Moose Ridge, is the one I don't have real problem with it was just if i were to redesign it i would take that tree out and maybe add it a couple more bunkers on that right edge and that is very similar to what i would do with Greystone. it's just the problem is that it's already an impossible t-shot you don't need the tree that's my that's my only point we want people to know that we love nature yeah we, we do i would never cut down a tree if i didn't have to yeah <laughs> on the, a golf live sports. tree would not be cut down ever right but Whatever. It's a hard hole. You got to hit a good shot. So be that as it may. I will go there again and again and try to hit the perfect shot every time. I think it's about 50% maybe of me actually hitting the fairway or losing a ball in that hole. Ooh, can't lay within one now. Really? He was already within one. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've got that already updated. Yeah, there's still 12 11. Uh oh, our stroke back. Just bogeyed nine. All right. Well, uh, Kind of a quick pod today, we're really looking forward to the U.S. Open next week. The, yes. uh, the site of uh, Tiger Woods is expect anything different? Broken leg win in 2008 at Torrey Pines. Now he's he might have a broken leg next time he plays. I mean, if he, he'd like be an even bigger miracle if he were to win this week, next week, <laughs> imagine him just showing up. Um, that would we be won't wild. get into the bets or anything too much for now, but you got any uh. Early feelers on on next week. Not Phil, as we discussed last week. I think the I think this is going to be like hardcore traditional, like just devastating rough where you have to like punch out. I think we're going to see a lot of that next week. I think we're going to see the USGA like crank things up. We're going to see like minus three or minus four win this thing. I mean, I think with that, we may get like an unexpected winner. No, I think it's you get. Dogs. You get the horses that are always up there. To me, I think you're going to see like a Schaffly bounce back or. pheno you know, top ten for sure. I do not think this is going to be a week for Spieth. I mean, I I'm gonna go is. With... He's still been decent off the tee, but he hasn't been great. And I don't. I think with how they're going to do the rough, I I don't think he's going to be able to do those miraculous shots out of the rough like he like he usually can. Yeah, if I had to. They haven't really looked like said so at the price. Bryson hasn't been. I mean, he's, playing all that well, and he seems to be just mentally boned right and, now. And DJ has been just hardcore struggling. JT hasn't really played all that well. I mean, are we gonna see like a more? I could see. Like, I could see the Kawa. same. I could see the same leaderboard. I could see Ram Shoffley Morikawa. Cantley, I could see that same leaderboard. If you if you gave if you told me that that was the leaderboard next Saturday at the U.S. Open, I'd say yeah, that's not very surprising. Yeah, Cantlay, I mean yeah, Cantlay would has a good chance of playing very well. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. I mean, he has to. I think he's gonna win this year. He know he's been playing kind of crappy. Who Cantlay? Um Bryson. Um, I mean, it's a matter of time. He's. Is, he just hasn't had, he really hasn't had a good week in a Correct. Long time. And with, like you said, I mean, if, if it's grown out and it's a super tough course, his he'll be able to power through, I think, some of that with with his well, second and shot. And he's going to have shorter, right? have, so yeah. if he's in trouble, he's going to have a much shorter distance than most people. Right. And that will allow him to, if his distances are actually on for once, where he's not super long or short, because he hasn't had great yeah. yardages. With yeah. his clubs recently. He's just been kind of all over the place. But that could be something like, so he has the advantage yeah. of being longer than everyone. So he's going to be in some shit, but he's going to have a much shorter club going into it. So,
1: all right, Bryson.
0: I'm going to go, I think is going to break through. I'll take Shoffley to win that. With the arm lock? You're going to take an arm locker? Yeah. That probably pains you to say that. It isn't? does. I hate the arm lock. But he hates it too, and he admitted it. So, I'm fine with it. You're going to switch to the arm lock, you think? Absolutely not. I might make a putt, though. Maybe I should. Anyway, all right. Quick one for you guys today. We'll uh, we'll be back next week either Saturday. either mid uh, mid U.S. Open or we'll definitely get together for a little uh, little recap pod. So as always, uh, give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at one hundred underscore keep it under. Uh, if you guys have you know topic ideas, stuff you want to hear more of, less of hate mail about us hating trees hate mail about our us hating uh, trees uh 100 keep it under at gmail.com feel free to reach out to doug Kim. try to give him on the pod doug kim friend of the pod All right, yeah. i do want to kind of circle back to this i know it's kind of going on but that guy is going to get to play golf with maxoma oh yeah the guy that tweeted yeah, yeah but it was, 20, like, 30, 20, it was 25 like 25 days, on days on and, yeah. and he's just like fine like but now, I'm running out of excuses. But now everybody's doing it, yeah, and now so, it's never going to happen. Again. So I don't think we have to find a different strategy with Gim. Yeah. But I don't think they, Doug Gim's getting a lot of those. So this maybe is true. He also doesn't have a Doug Gim. Can someone get Doug Gim a photo on DraftKings? <laughs> he's the only person with like no... He's, he's the only notable person who's like up there and in like, like runner up in the 2017 U.S. amateurs. So. Yeah. Get this guy a photo. Harry Higgs has a photo. He kind of he looks like a younger version of. Uh, cam actually. I don't know what Anthony Kim looks like to be honest. So almost exactly like Doug Gim. Okay. With long, he, he had long hair at one point when he retired. But anyway. All right. Yeah, well, AJ, thanks for uh coming on again. I'm here always now. I'm like, you the that's why I'm saying co- coming on again. And uh, we will talk to everybody next week as you're if you're getting out and playing before the US Open or just watching the US Open. You guys know what to do. Keep it under a hundred result young guido take us home when you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links when you take out a club and you about to hit a swing what you going to shit what you mean keep it under keep it under under 100 keep, keep it under keep it under under 100 keep it under keep it under under 100 keep it under keep it under under 100 we keep it under a 100